Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And this is the first episode 2022 of the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Happy New Year. Man, appreciate that. Happy New Year to you and yours, man. I appreciate that, you know, entering year two of the Viewers Anonymous podcast, man. Yes, but I'm sir. doing all right, man. Doing all right. Um, you know. I ain't the whole thing of like, hey, yo, I'm I'm on my uh, New Year's resolution shit. Fuck all that shit. Like it's <laughs> it's just a change of the calendar, man. Change of the yeah. calendar, man. But uh, yeah. but same you know, ground, different year, bro. Exactly, exactly. But man, I'm doing all right, man. Above ground, man. How about you, man? Uh, I'm doing great, bro. Um, like you mentioned, this is also our second year anniversary of doing Viewers Anonymous. Um, you know what I'm saying? We had a strong year last year. Uh, coming off of that um that initial year which was kind of you know what i'm saying well not initial year really just the beginning of it it was all kind of a little flimsy but uh you know what i'm saying this is uh this all right i can't really complain bro this all right um yeah we gonna we gonna be all right though but this year is gonna be it's gonna be crazy man first and foremost i want to welcome the viewers you know what i'm saying the actual viewers viewers um you know what I'm saying? Because this is also the first episode that we released with video through Spotify. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to that. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? We got a, a bunch uh, a bunch of other stuff in the tuck. So, um, this episode, we are doing the top 10 list of 2021. Um, we're going to go ahead and go back in time just for a little bit, at least for this episode. Um you know what I'm saying, and, and kind of, you know what I'm saying, rehash some of the movies that we liked, um, some of the movies that kind of brought us some joy uh, with this past year. So um, before we get started, you know what I'm saying, we're going to do a couple honorable mentions, which we always do when we do our top 10 list, because, you know what I'm saying, we greedy and we in, indecisive for real. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, excuse me if I sound crazy, man, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I got the COVID-19, so, you know what I'm saying, this is a great way to start off my year. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be two and zero against COVID, so you know, I'll be doing all right. right. Man, let's, let's, <laughs> man, let's let's leave let's leave it at two, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Man, I know, man. I listen. I I was trying to leave it at one. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to leave it at one, but it found its way back, man. But um, you know, it wasn't. It ain't this bad. It ain't this bad around uh, this time. So I'm I'm good. But um. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just to let everybody know, man, we do honorable mentions with every list that we do because, like I said, you know what I'm saying, we're greedy. But also, man, you know what I'm saying, it's it's hard to it's hard to put a top ten together. People don't really yeah. understand how difficult it is to put a top ten together, especially when you really are putting one together, you know what I'm saying, when you got actual criteria and everything else. Um, so uh, where do you want to start, man? You going to go ahead and you want to go? You want me to go? What's up? How you want to do it? Uh, I go ahead and go. Okay. Um, so we're gonna do uh, three. We got our three each. Um, I'm just gonna say what they are, 
And then no matter of fact, I, I give a little, you know, a little tiny joint. Um, okay. and no, in no particular order, man. One of the movies that did not make the list that um that I ended up really enjoying a lot, and I think a lot of it is because I think the, I think the main actress in this movie is very underrated, and um, and they do a really really good job, and they got a sneaky really good career. Um, Netflix joint came out. I got to give it up to Kate, man. Um, mm. Yeah, man, I I, I really mm. enjoyed Kate, man. It, it hey. was a really good movie. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I ain't, gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I forgot all about Kate, but I, I forgot how good that was actually dope. Yeah, yeah, and we did Kate. So yeah, um, I know. If y'all really, crazy. if y'all really enjoyed it, y'all can go back in the archives and check that out. But um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, man, she killed that. Um, mm-hmm. I think she did really, really good in that. Her Woody Harrison was in it. Um. I thought the plot was really good. I thought the way that they ended it was really good. Um, the co- uh, comedic relief that they brought in it, that um, girl, she uh, she did a really, really good job. So Kate was uh, one of my honorable mentions. Uh, another honorable mention, man, um, I got to give it to it, man. Uh, a Marvel joint, Shane Sheet, man. You know really? what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, the, mm. more and more, the more and more I think about it, like, even though I didn't even know who this character was. Right. Never heard of it. Right. Never heard of the Ten Rings, any of that shit. Yeah. Um, but well, watching it, um, I really like the committed relief they put into that. I like how they tying all this stuff together. Me and you, I mean, when it came to when we started doing this podcast, that was in phase four. Yep. So we we talked a lot about phase four. We did like, I think we did two Marvel episodes last yeah, year. We did what we did one with all four phases too. That yeah. was the last one we did. Yeah, so yeah. So we 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 uh we beyond knee deep in this shit. We neck mm-hmm. deep in this shit. Uh, so uh, Shane Shi, I got to give it up for that. Um, and also I had another one, and I scratched it, and I got to give it to it, man. Uh, Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie, man. I got mm-hmm. I got to give it to uh, Zendaya and um, John David Washington. Mm-hmm. I felt like it's it's this is a complete adult movie especially yeah. if you're in a relationship I, I think that only two people they're in a the room and they're just going toe to toe with each other and i think that what you realize within watching this is even if you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship just some of the shit that could go on within a relationship you can see some of the dudes and you don't send it i think that those two actors did a really really good job at portraying what the script was right and for it to be what it was with only two people i think that both of them got a very very bright career man um i know one Mm -hmm. of them he's carrying the legacy i think he's doing really good at it it's that becker movie that he did (laughs) kept that one (laughs) but other than that he's doing a really good job man so those are my three man i got kate um malcolm and marie both Netflix movies and the Marvel movie Shane Sheet. All right, man. Um, so for me, uh, my uh, my three honorable mentions is uh, Sweet Girl Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jason Momoa. Um, and also shout out to Isabella Merced. I believe that's how you say her last name. Um, they did a great job of giving you, you know what I'm saying, a twist. And this was a this was like the this was probably like a top five twist of all time because yeah you know what I'm saying because for most of the movie you know what I'm saying they're giving you Jason Momoa 
And then towards the end of it, you know what I'm saying? They give you Isabella and you come to realize like, oh shit, she's been doing this this whole time. So, um, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I thought that was a very interesting, um, <coughs> excuse me. I thought that was a very interesting take on the movie. Um, it was also an exciting movie, action packed, uh, fun to watch, interesting to watch. Um, and you know, so they kind of went up and down with the emotions as well. So that was a great movie to see. Um, without remorse, you know what I'm saying? Prime video, uh, Michael B. Jordan, man, you know, this is one of those movies where we got a chance to really see him, um, in something different. We got a chance to kind of see him be an action star, but not so much. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he, he did a great job. You know what I mean? Um, I thought he did a better job as Killmonger, but this one, you know, it kind of gave him a little bit more leeway. And then uh, last but not least, man, Spiral. Shout out to Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. Um, the last movie in uh, in the Saw series, I think that they did a great job in that. Um, Chris Rock playing uh, – <laughs> excuse me. Chris Rock playing a, a hot-headed – Legacy cop is hilarious. Even though, <laughs> even though he's not trying to be funny, he's still funny, bro, because he's so unbelievable in this role. Like nothing about Chris Rock is believable in this movie. Like if you see Chris Rock, like, you're not gonna be like, man, he's a cop. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't even fit like the cop persona. So seeing him as a cop in this movie was just it, it cracked me up. So um, yeah, man, sweet girl without remorse and spiral. Excuse me, those are my uh, honorable mentions. So what you got for yeah. number 10, bro? Okay, just to uh, follow up, I ain't mad at it. Um, but what's also funny is Chris Rocket Fargo because just to see yes. him as a gangster, dude, yes. it is hilarious. Yes. And he, To me, he's more of a believable in Fargo than he is in Spider-Man. <laughs> And like if you if you seen them in spiral, you'll be like, all right, man, this nigga can't be no damn cop. Yeah. And I just want to mention, uh, you know, just in case we got new listeners, uh, we did Sweet Girl. So if you want to hear more on that, yep. um, you can go back in our archives and also we did without remorse. Yep. That's on our archives as well. Um, so number 10 on my list. It was really hard. It was really, really hard, man. Um, but I got I gotta give it up to it. Uh, it's a it was a Amazon Prime movie. I gotta give it up for the uh, Tomorrow War, man. Oh, yeah, man. I I really enjoyed it, man. You know, you got uh, Chris Pratt coming off of um, really, uh, damn. He was off. He he was coming out of um. Not Garden of the Galaxies, but um. No, he was coming Avengers. out of um. Yeah, the Avengers. Yeah, coming off the Avengers, uh, for this to be the first movie that he does without the Marvel tag, I mm-hmm. thought that it was a really good sci-fi movie. I thought the aliens were believable. I thought the story was believable for the fact that we found out at the end of the day that these people, that these aliens had been here and that yeah. they had to dig themselves out. I thought that that mm-hmm. was really dope. I thought that it was also dope to have this whole factor in, yo, we need you to fight a war that's 10 years from now. Man, I, I just I and then for him to see his daughter, his daughter to be able to end up being the same thing that he was because you could tell throughout the story that she really looked up to him. Mm-hmm. And 
for him to have to leave and then she lived 10 years without him. Like, I'm not going to get into it, but Tomorrow War, man, I, I thought it was really, really good, man. Shout out to, I can't say her name, uh, the other main character. She got one of those, Yvette, uh, whatever. She got one of those crazy names. But yeah. um, she was in um, The Handsmaid's Tale, which I could not finish. Yo, that is a wild ass series, man. It's on Hulu. Yeah. I, I couldn't even finish it. Like I tried, I tried um, my best. I got like six episodes in. I was like, yo, I can't do this I'm no with more, you. man. I'm this shit is wild. So um, so my number 10, man, I got the tomorrow award. Excuse me. Um, so for my number 10, man, um this was a Netflix joint um starring Dave Batista, Dave Batista, Theo Rossi, Amari Hartwick, Army of the Dead. Um it was a surprisingly good movie. Um, I like their take on the zombies. You don't get a chance to really see um, the zombies with some sort of cognitive function. And with this one having like a leader that they had to go fight, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it felt like playing the game with an actual, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you play in the video game and then you finally get to that big boss at the end. That's mm-hmm. how it felt in the, in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like they finally got to that big boss at the end and they really had to like, you know what I'm saying? Get to it with it. And the fact that, you know what I'm saying? Like they really broke down the zombies and they really had different types of zombies. They really had a, a you know what I'm saying? It wasn't just the slow walking dead zombies where, you know, you could just shoot them all and then run away from them and you'd be good. Like, this one was something different. You know what I'm saying? They even had, like, the dogs that were zombies. So I thought that that was uh, interesting as well. I love their take on that. I'm huge with the zombie thing. I love Walking Dead. I love, you know what I'm saying, all the old Night of the Living Dead and, you know what I'm saying, all of those type movies. Um, so for me, that was a number 10. Great. It was a surprise, too, because, you know what I'm saying, Dave Batista is one of those guys, like, Especially around this time, he was getting put in movies left and right. And this was one of the ones like he was actually good and to where he wasn't like the big tough badass. This one he was supposed to be like a super fucking nerd. So I thought that was interesting putting him in that too. So for number 10, I got Army of the Dead. That's what's up. Hey man. And also I forgot to mention if y'all want more on the Tomorrow War, it's in our archives as well. Yeah. I think so, we did Army of the Dead too, didn't we? Nah. We didn't? We talked about it. I ain't even never seen it. Really? Well, I must have talked about it then. Yeah, you must have talked about it because I never I never seen it. I must have did it as a um as a uh what we watching. It might have been that. It might have been that. Okay. So uh my number nine, I got which I've been speaking about a lot lately, uh the mini saints of Newark. Um I had to give it to it, man. Th- this movie p- took me down a wormhole to where I had to go back and watch all basically seven seasons of The Sopranos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, it, this 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 is what started it, man. Like I I wasn't I wasn't in the uh, Sopranos, and really I just ended up watching this movie for the simple fact of last year we had a great year, which me and you've been talking about off air. It's going to suck because this is not happening anymore. How we was right. getting the HBO max movies to come out same day as theaters. Mm-hmm. So it was just one of those situations where it's there. I might as well watch it. And when right. I watched it, it took me down this whole wormhole of watching the whole season. Well, all 
six. I don't know why they put it six A, six B, but seven seasons of The Sopranos. But uh, it ended up being a really good movie to the point where I had to watch it because, yeah. like, it actually pulled me in. I thought it was dope that James Gandolfini's son got to play uh, Tony Soprano as a teenager. I thought that that was dope. I thought that getting the background of his family and how some of these people got started. So um, some people didn't like it. I thought it was dope. So it made number nine on my list, man. And uh, and it was on HBO Max. I don't know if they're going to put it back on there. Mm-hmm. But that's why I originally found the movie. So uh, number nine, Many Saints of Newark. Okay, nice. Um, so for me, number nine is another Netflix joint. Um, I care a lot, starring Roseman Pike, Peter Dinklage, uh, Diane Weiss. Um, this one was, f- for lack of a better term, this one was a jaw dropper. <laughs> I, I, yo, just the just the premise of the movie. You know what I'm saying? A lady who is basically taking the power of attorney over people who have no family and then just taking all of their riches and, and like living off of that is I mean in the in the evil world, in a perfect world, is genius. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's genius, bro. Like and then to at the end still win over it all, like you gotta kinda you gotta kinda clap it up for this one. This one was a um this one was also a, a stunner for me, like watching it and then, you know what I'm saying, like seeing what it was about and everything else. You know what I'm saying? At first, I kind of hated the character because I was like, man, you know what I'm saying, with everything that was happening, I'm like, yo, this motherfucker is a dirtbag. And then, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to do the killer, but then at the end, I see how smooth she pulled off the operation. So I was like, you got to show her love, man. So, um, yeah, for me, number nine is uh, I Care A Lot. Hey man, that I had it. I had it written down. Uh, that's another one that's in our archive. So okay. if y'all want to check that out, uh, I care a lot. Is down there somewhere. Um, so I guess I can go ahead and mention this um, since I'm letting everybody know. So my number eight on my list is a Netflix joint. Uh, it recently came out, and that is Red Notice. Mm. Um. Red Notice, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. I think I that they got, this. man, look, they got good chemistry together. I thought that, listen, Ryan Reynolds, man, you you, you can't lose with that dude. Yeah. Man. Like, he he just got this this sarcasm that just, it's, it's so believable it's, and it pops off like, the screen. It's like, it's Vince Vaughn-esque. That's how, that's how good it is. It's like, it's, Vince Vaughn is here, and then Ryan Reynolds is like right there. He's right there, man. Yeah. And for him to come from where he came from as Van Wilder, like that's how I was mm-hmm. introduced to him. And it's just like it's like this movie, if you watch it, like, dude, like there are so many laughable moments, man. It's mm-hmm. where, like laugh out loud moments that you just cannot hold in. And I love right. the whole backstory of connecting this to uh World War Two. I thought that, that was dope. Mm-hmm. I'm a history guy. So I gotta put red notice in there. And I also got to mention um there's no reason to hold this. It's our next movie that we're doing. So yeah. you're going to hear more on Red Notice on a Friday episode. episode. Yep. Yes, sir. So uh, Red Notice, number eight. Yeah, man. Um, so for me, number eight, uh, Warner Brother movie um, came out. Uh, I'm sorry. Warner Brother New Line, Cin- New Line Cinema movie came out on HBO Max. 
um, starring Louis Tan, Jessica McNamee, um, Makai Brooks, and a bunch of others. Mortal Kombat, bro. Um, <laughs> hey, man, listen. Listen. This was... Now, the only thing I didn't like is how they nerfed the shit out of Sub-Zero and made him, like, the this, this most strongest character in the world. But I did enjoy the fact that they kind of dove into Scorpion's story. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Like, the the other characters that they brought in, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, like I said, on the old episode, we, we did Mortal Kombat 2, so y'all can definitely... A lot of these movies that we name, and y'all can definitely <laughs> yeah. listen, so just know that. Um, and it's not intentional. It's just, you know, they were just good movies, man. Um, but I remember being a kid and seeing Mortal Kombat for the first time and then, you know what I'm saying? Being an adult and then seeing what they did with the CGI and being able to add in, you know what I'm saying? All of the, you know what I'm saying? The fatalities and all the different moves and everything else with the technology we have today. Like you you can't really be mad at what they created. You kind of got to really sit back and appreciate it. The only thing that I didn't appreciate was the new character of Cole. Like they didn't have to create a new dude to put in this movie. We could have, we could have did without that. But outside of that great movie, man, I loved it. Loved. Of course they brought back some characters, brought in some characters too. So yeah, Mortal Kombat is uh, my number eight. So you remember I told you I had uh, Circle One, and then I scratched it last minute. It was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I scratched it, man, I told you, and I expressed this on the episode. I do not like the way they did Luke Cage. I do not. I do not like that. I agree. But but real quick, I do like how they did Luke Cage because this is the um this is like the more evolved Luke Cage. Like this is down their god level Luke Cage, and that's the only reason I didn't really have beef with it. Well, I fought with how they did. It. They brought the dragon joint back. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Okay, so my number seven on the list is a Netflix movie as well, and we have not done this. And that is the harder they fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really fought with it. Um, I I'm not huge in the westerns. It just really depends on like what it is. Like I love what they ended up doing with uh Posse. Uh, I always tell people probably my favorite Western movie is Tombstone. Tombstone was really dope. Um, You know, The Magnificent Seven. I watched the one with Denzel in it. And um, and The Hateful Eight. I guess you can throw that in there as well. Yeah, that that shit was wild. But uh, The Heart of the Fall, man, Idris Alba, uh, Lakeith Stanfield completely stole the show, which he did twice. In the year 2021, which yes, I get more into, like Lakeith, like for him to start where he started from and to become what he's become, it's like because I mean, dude, the heavy hitters. I mean, you got Regina King in this. You know what I'm saying? Zoe Beats in this. You got like there's like so. And my man, I uh, his name is slipped my mind. My man from uh, Lovecraft Country. Like there's a yeah. lot of. Heavy hitters, heavy hitters in here, and he Dion Cole, Dion Cole, and even him, like you know, his mannerisms was different. He was serious. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, changed his voice. Yeah. But Lakeith, yeah. man, he is man. Listen, every, everybody can talk about how he is on social media, all this shit, all you want. When that dude is on screen, he's killing it. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I got the harder they fall at number seven, man. Nice, man. Um, so. 
you actually going to love this one for my number seven pick, man. Um, this one didn't come out on any streaming service. You had to go see it, but I was late to the party. Um, and I can't lie, I'm kind of glad that I was because I actually got a, a real chance to enjoy it and um, and watch it more than once. Um, Candyman, bro, starring Yaya Abdul-Mateena II, Tiana Paris, um, also with the um, a reoccurring appearance from um, Tony um, Tony Todd. Tony Todd, thank you, um, and a host of other people, man. This was a very um, creative twist on the original story, but not necessarily straying away from the original story. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that the way that they brought everything back around to, you know, to not necessarily make it a remake, but kind of a sequel in a way. Uh, I enjoyed that to find out that he was the technically son of Candyman, basically, was dope as hell to find out. So, yeah, man, I, I like this one a lot. Um, this is one of the ones that I, I definitely uh, am going to buy. Um, even though I already rented it and watched it, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and buy this one. That's what's up. I ain't mad at it. So, uh, for number six, man, I think that you're going to feel that this would have been higher. Mm-hmm. But I got to give it to uh, – it actually came out in theaters, but you was able to, with a premium subscription, to watch it on Peacock, which is probably still not there, but who knows. Halloween Kills, man. Um, yeah, I definitely thought that was going to be, like, top three. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely thought that was going to be top three. I'm not going to lie. Hey man, I had to put it there. There were there now. Listen, there was things I loved about it, but the, but the, when it comes to Halloween for me, I am very like judgmental. Like mm-hmm. Halloween means I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I mean it means a lot to me. And I felt like there were some things that there were things that I loved about it. Um, there was some character that was brought back. There was some character that was in the original movie from nineteen. 19- 78 that was in this one, yeah. which I thought was really dope. There was some stuff that I could live without. Like, I'm still to this day mad that this evil dies tonight, chant. Like, mm-hmm. that shit drives me completely nuts. It's like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in film. Hey, so listen, I had to knock it. The coldest, the coldest ending to a movie is to think that all them people beat that nigga ass only for him to kill everybody out there. Everybody. <laughs> hey, Mike learned some crazy. shit, but when he was locked up, man. I'm yeah, telling you, like, crazy. I'm talking about, and it, like, it, it was, like, don't get me wrong, obviously, I, I liked it, it was good, but it was just, I'm, I'm just very picky when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. And there were just some things that I did not like, but it was still good enough. So I almost made the top five, man. So I got it at number six, man. Halloween kills. That's what's up, man. Which, um, which we did. I'm sorry. Which we did as well. Yes. Yes. Um, so for my number six, I got the Tomorrow War. Um, you already, you know what I'm saying, pretty much gave it up. Um, but that's my number six. I thought it was good. I thought everybody did a great job. Um, very interesting take on time travel. That's really what kind of got me into it. But, yeah, my number six is the Tomorrow War. All right. So now we're at the halfway point, And it was so funny because I was going to hit you with this, like just spring it on you, not even 
It ain't in our notes. It wasn't no production or nothing. Right. But I just want to mention, and <laughs> even though I wasn't able to surprise you with it because we spoke about it because you brought mm-hmm. it up while we was talking, and y'all, listen, the best show, hands down. Oh, yeah. TV show to come out in 2021 For sure. was Mayor of Town. For okay? sure. That was the best cinema to come out. That's that's TV came out mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Um, it's still on there. We actually we did a bonus episode. Like it was to the point where I was just telling you about it, and then you were like, "Yo, I gotta watch yeah. it." And then once you start watching it, you were like, "Yo, yeah. we got a bonus episode." Like yeah, this shit had is to. fire. That was a great show, man. That show that show was so good, man. So good to the point where, um, because you know how slow of a mm-hmm. pod week has been the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was going back in our old archives, like, you know what I'm saying, just listening to some shit. And that was one of the ones I listened to. And, it, and like, so it started coming up in my brain. And I was just like, yo, that show was so fucking good, man. That might be one of those ones where I might end up just watching again, just to watch yeah, it again yeah. because it was yeah. so good. And then sure. even watching it again, I think that I'll probably see things that I didn't see the first time. Okay. So I just wanted to mention it at the halfway point that I, I felt that Mayor of East Town was the best TV show to come out this year. You got any words before I get in my uh, number five? Um, not too many, man. Um, I thought that Mayor of East Town was very good because it's one of those that you expect to have a slow start, and it really doesn't. Um, it it kind of has a good pacing to it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not nothing to where you want to skip or you're not gonna get interested. It gets you know what I'm saying, like right to it in that first episode. So, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot going on. It's a lot you got to pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so many different um, relationships and connections in the in the show. So, you really got to pay attention because if not, you're going to be like, who the hell is this person? You know what I'm saying? So, it's one of those ones that you really got to keep your attention on it. And the fact that you can do that with this is is commendable. Yeah, and then if y'all want to know our thoughts on um, Kate Winslet body, and then you can go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Hey, what you said about full Hey, but it was so funny. That was funny. So, uh, yeah, Mayor of East Town. Y'all want to listen to it? Bonus episode is back in the archives. I just wanted to mention that because I felt like that was the best show to come out. Um, in 2021. So my number five, um, you already mentioned it. Um, I got without remorse, man. Okay. Um, I felt I felt really good about it, man. I thought that it's uh Tom was it Tom Chancy? Is that his name? Clancy. Clancy. Uh, yeah. I think that I think he did something here. Um, yeah, it's one. This is uh, basically a um a screenplay of one of his stories. Yeah, and uh, you know, I've I've been trying to get you on one of his stories for a while. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good as I'm well. I'm sorry, man. I just I can't see I can't see Jim Halpert being a goddamn operative, hey, bro. He is, but he, he killing it. He's killing it. Um, He's but Jim I, Halpert, I, bro. Man, listen. I, I told you, I I didn't I didn't watch what well, he was office, right? Yeah, you. I, man, I've already, I already told right, you, look, man. I didn't watch the if, office. If like I watch if I watch this shit, you got to watch the office. I I will put the office in my stuff and we watch it. Right, and I will and I will watch Jack Ryan. All right, we got a deal. 
Um, but the last thing I'm going to say is I just think that he started something here. I think that Michael V. Jordan, there could be a thing where there is, you know, um, even though they ended it, but he came back. So it could be something where they use him to start to do another mission or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think that there could be a without remorse too, with a different type of story going along with it. So yeah. I was really excited about it. So my number five is without remorse, which we, I, you mentioned it, but we watched yeah. it already. I mean, we done that episode already. Right. Um, and so for my number five, you mentioned this one already as well, The Harder They Fall. I thought this was a great take um, on the Western. Also, I appreciated the fact that they used actual um, historical names of actual historical figures in, you know what I'm saying, the quote-unquote Wild West. Um, of the time they used actual black historical figures so the names of each character you can actually go back and read about and learn about each character um i, I definitely appreciated them using bass reeves because if anything he's the most famous cowboy um of them all to be named that's actually who the lone ranger was actually about even though they used the white man and um what they call an indian so uh i definitely appreciated them putting bass reeves in there and uh man, it was just bro, it was just a good movie to watch, bro. Like just the fact that you had that cast, you had everybody in there doing their thing, and then like you said, Lakeith Stanfield, bro, like that that man deserves a standing ovation. He's 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 put on this year. I mean, well, I'm sorry, last year. 2021 was his year. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But that's what I got for number five, the harder they fall. Yes, sir. Um, so my number four, um, it's so crazy because I actually just rewatched it again um, the other day. And it's also th- this was an instant reaction. So we got we done this movie as well. Um, it came out on HBO Max and there's movies. And it's The Conjure and the Devil made me do it. man. I knew that was um, coming. <laughs> that's another that's another one that almost made the list. Um man, listen, Patrick Wilson, Vera Formega, look, listen, like what what they've been able to do with um with this conjuring universe thing that they created. Um I remember when the conjuring first came out, I was like, yo, with all of the shit in this room, they can go, they can do, I don't even know. Like this could be like the next Fast and the Furious. You know how Fast and the Furious got like eight or ten or eleven motherfucking movies. Like, like they can they can go on and on and on with these mm-hmm. stories, or just the shit that they got in the room. And um, you know, I'm a horror guy at heart. I thought that this movie was really. I think the one of the best things about this movie is they brought they brought black magic into it, mm-hmm. which was different. They they didn't do that in the in all, any other Conjuring movies really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have them actually you know, dealing with the police and have the police actually using them to work on the case. Like there was, and then actually there was a trial that went, I think it was 1984 where a guy was found guilty, but by demonic reasons or some shit, I forgot how they yeah. worded it, but it was an actual case where a guy got manslaughter because they said that, you know, it was uh, some demonic stuff going on here. So, mm-hmm. To bring in real life, real stories, real true events, I just thought that this movie was really good. Um, I felt that it ended up being slept on, and I just think that these Conjuring movies, man, that to me they haven't missed 
and it, it, the conjuring one. Like, I mean, like you know, some of the I mean, anime with, with all of them, they really haven't missed. Well, I'm talking about the three. I'm talking about just the conjuring. Like, okay, like some of the Annabelles. You know, the first one was cool, and then it kind of got crazy, and then like the nun was okay to me. The nun was all right. I thought it was cool, man. It was crazy. No, it was all right. And the curse of Lyona was all right, too. Yeah, I liked it. That one was good. Yeah, that one was good. But as far as just the Conjuring ones, like, I, I think they haven't missed. Um, so that's what I got as my number four, man. The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Cool, cool. So um, for my number four, man, this is uh, the Women Empowerment Special. Came out on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Karen Gillen, um, Michelle Yo. And um, with a special, 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 um, special shot from uh, Angela Bassett, <laughs> gunpowder milkshake. Let me tell you something. Somebody told me, shout out to VJ, bro. VJ was the one who told me about this movie. I was sitting down, I was chilling, bro. And she was like, yo, have you ever seen gunpowder milkshake? I'm like, nah. She was like, I think you should watch it. You would like it. I'm like, all right, man. So I look it up on Netflix. I see it. I'm like, wow, this is about to be some weird-ass Kill Bill type shit. <laughs> I'm like, let me go ahead and watch it. Man, let me tell you something. I was glued to my TV, bro. Do you hear me? When I tell you, bro, this is probably one of the dopest the dopest movies I've seen, like, as far as them doing, like, an all-female cast, having them do action-packed and all that. And it wasn't corny. Like, they had to come together like – Women power, and then you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, this was just straight. This is just straight. Look, it don't matter if you black or white, man, woman, Asian, you're gonna catch these bullets. And it was they ain't care who they're shooting at. Like, it's this one scene where they be in the literal like malt shop, like an old school malt shop, and dude come up to Angela Bassett and he talking to her and saying something. And she reached down to grab this shotgun and then everything just going to slow motion. But in the midst of everything going into slow motion, it's like the song is in the background playing, of course. But they show you different shots of what's going on. But everything is like going in like super slow motion. So as the camera is moving, you can see them like just doing every action. So like you see the sparks come out the gun and like the bullets go through dude's chest and then they zoom over to the next one. And then like she's shooting dude in the face. It get crazy, bro. So like this was one of those movies where if you a dude, I don't give a damn. If you one of them dudes that be like, I don't want to see women do blah, 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 blah. Listen, throw that shit out the window and watch gun. Powder milkshake. I t- I'm telling you now, this is the best female action movie you've ever seen, hands down. Well, this is how I knew Gunpowder Milkshake was going to be somewhere in here. Mm-hmm. For the people that don't know, behind the scenes shit here, when we get really excited, we yeah. can't help but to text each other. <laughs> <laughs> this dude texts me was like, yo, you gotta, you watch, gotta watch Gunpowder that Milkshake. That shit was crazy, bro. I'm like, man, what the hell? I had the same reaction you had to VJ. I'm like, man, what the hell is this? Yeah. And I watched it. I'm like, oh shit, this shit was all right, man. Mm-hmm. It was, it was all right, man. I, I fuck with Gunpowder Milkshake. It didn't make my list, yeah. but I knew it was gonna be on yours though. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, so we, we getting there, y'all. We in the top three, and this one is kind of a cheat code, but I just kind of put it all together and said, this is a fucking movie. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. And my number three is a Netflix joint. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? You know it. 
It almost made the list. It almost made the list. Hey, sure. but Fifth Street, man. 1666, 1978, 1994. Yeah. I don't care if y'all say it's three movies. You put them all together, it's one, damn it. Listen, this shit, man, it it brought it, it rejuvenated my 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 love for horror movies, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though The Conjuring, uh, it came out around the same time. It wasn't too far from each other, but Fear Street, man, the, just the story, the way they put it together, the actors, everybody did a phenomenal job in it. Um, I Like, I just listen. Fear Street was, it, it, hit, it hit by storm, dude. Um, the killers was was phenomenal in it. The the makeup, the screenwriting, all that stuff. Like you said, and, um, we both agreed that uh, seventy eight was our favorite one um, yeah. because it gave you that 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 camp feel, you know, Camp Crystal Lake feel. Uh, and even even that killer even gave you Jason Voorhees vibes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then they show you how he ended up getting the bag over his head, like Fear Street, man. That that shit was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. That's that's something yeah. else that I will probably be rewatching to watch it to watch it for the you know saying the second time because there's probably things that I missed and it might even get more doper than it was from watching it one time. So man, I got Fifth Street as, as my number three, man. Cool, man. Um, man, listen, my my list is it's Netflix heavy, man. Um, but my number three, man, also a Netflix joint, um, starring Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, uh, Anthony Mackie, Julian Moore, um, The Woman in the Window. This was a very, uh, it was a very psycho type thriller. Um, it was it was different because you have this lady who's she's been through so much trauma in her life that she like has these weird hallucinations or she's coped in these weird hallucinations to where she's starting to believe certain things are happening and like is it's one of those ones that you have to watch. Like to me, this is like this is like the one of the next best things to Shutter Island. And you know how high I hold Shutter Island in regard. Yeah. This is one of those movies to where this could be up there with Shutter Island. If like when you watch it, you cause you you think you know what's going on and you think you kind of got a, a grasp on everything, but it, it throws so many twists and turns at you that in the end you kind of see like, oh, this shit is is different. So yeah, man, the woman in the window is um, number three for me on Netflix. It's a great movie. I think anybody, if you ever get time, if, or if you just want to have one of those movie nights, definitely check this one out. It it was dope. Um, it yeah. reminded me of two movies. Um, it reminded me of Lady on the Train, okay, which was a dope ass fucking movie. Which mm-hmm. I I don't even know why we haven't even done that yet. That movie. I mean, it came out a couple years ago, but it was yeah. really really dope. And it reminds me of side effects, mm, um, because like side effects was was one of those type of movies too. And what was uh the twist in this movie? Not twist, but one of the things about this movie is like she had like those panic attack things. Like she can't go outside, like or she'll like halluc not hallucinate, but like 
she started panicking, you know, mm-hmm. so she always stayed inside and she always looked looked out the window. And like you said, her mind started playing tricks on her and all this type of shit. It was it was good, man. I, I fucked with that. It just reminded yeah. me of those two movies. Um yeah. uh, but I think if if you like this, have you seen Girl on the Train? I wanna say I did. I'm gonna have to look it up. With Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt and um Damn, what's my dude's name? I forget my other dude's name. But uh, I got Emily Blunt and side effects got uh Mar Rooney and uh, Judd Law. Um yeah, okay, you, no, you no, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm yeah, gonna if, check it out. If, if you if you if you like this, Girl in the Window, you will like uh those two movies, Side Effects and Lady on the Train. Well girl go girl on the train, girl on the train. Right, right. Um so Number two on no, my wait, list. I'm sorry. Is this the one where he be thinking his wife cheating on her? I mean, cheating well, on him, and he trying to find out why she missing, or is that wait, like going? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So this is the one. Yeah, and the girl. Okay, called, seen it. okay, but Emily Blunt, like she's like this. They portraying her to be the drunk girl, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I have seen this. I have seen this. Yeah, girl on the train was dope as fuck. Yeah, this was crazy. And that's and you just mentioned something which I'm surprised we haven't done that either Gone because Girl. I feel like Gone Girl is fucking nuts, man. That yeah. is one crazy ass movie, but yeah. But um, so my number two, you already mentioned it. Um, I got Candyman. Um, I, I just felt that beautiful. I, I don't I don't get I don't get the hate that it got. I think the expectations that some people felt. I thought that they thought that it was going to be more killing in it. And it was more of a storyline of introducing you. I think that was introducing you to Yaya end up being the new Candyman. And then what was great about it is they told you that there was different Candymans in different eras. And I think that that explains, I think that that make it makes more sense for the simple fact of them using this other guy playing Candyman. And then you see Yaya transforming into, uh, into Candyman. And mm-hmm. that, I think that's the perfect way to get it off of Tony Todd because you know, I mean, let's say, let's face it, he aged out of being Candyman. He can't play well, Candyman. If you and this was the this was the thing that I liked about what we did with Candyman uh, when we did the um, our review of it is because we took the approach to the new movie and of the, the first movie too. So mm-hmm. if you go back in, because remember that's I, I went back and watched the first one, and going back to watch the first one they mentioned a dude who used to put razors in the candy. So mm-hmm. this ain't like, it ain't like they just came up with this out of nowhere. And that's, that's the yep. thing that was made, uh, that was missing me when, when people was talking about it. It was like, yo, who is this new kid? I'm like, no, this was something that they mentioned in the first movie. So it's not like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like this was a, um, a foreign tale. They really, and really you got to applaud them because they went back to the first one and they took pieces of the first one and really recreated a whole new version of Candyman, I thought that was dope for them. You know, what I'm saying to do that. Yeah, and it, it was also dope the fact that what Karen, when when they thought that she killed the baby, but it wasn't the baby that she killed. She killed. She ended up killing the dog, and Candyman took the baby, and then she saved the baby, and then that baby ended up being Yaya. Like, exactly. come on, yeah. man! Like, and then and then on top of that, for him to actually go back to the the old Cabrini Green projects and for them to allow them to use that as a, a actual place to shoot mm-hmm. like bruh come on because like 
Cabrini Green is really tore down now. Like Cabrini Green is no longer a, a, a housing project. So for them yeah. to actually allow them to use that, you know what I'm saying, and keep that in the actual story, like that's come on, bro. You you gotta applaud that. You gotta applaud that. Yes, sir, man. So I got Candyman number two on my list, man. All right, man. We getting to it. Um, number two for me, bro. Judas and the Black Messiah, my boy. Let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something. The most, the most, damn, the most empowered, the most empowering movie this year by far. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. When I say that, it's it was damn near like Jamie and Ray type shit. You forget that this nigga is British in this movie. You really forget. <laughs> no, seriously. You really forget that this nigga is, is, is British in this movie, bro. Like, this is one of those ones that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go back every now and then, and I just I just turn on and let play in the background. Um, but the brilliance of this movie for me was that it's not told from the perspective of um, Chairman Fred Hampton. It's told from the perspective of Bill O'Neill. And on top of that, this is also um, the movie where you're, you're getting a perspective from the villain standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting this movie from the perspective of the hero. You're getting this movie from the perspective of the villain. And I thought that that was a brilliant way to put this because it wasn't like, and, a lot, and I know, like, I've seen some things where people were saying, like, in a way, this was, I guess, a way to try to get some sympathy for informants or whatever the case may be. And it was like, I don't think that's what this movie was doing. I think this movie was shedding a light on pretty much everything that the FBI and the CIA and the government was doing to really bring down our people in this, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially in this time period when, you know what I'm saying? Like they really had a whole of, and we talk about it so much, you know, since this day when they really had a hold of unity, when they actually were creating something and doing something for the people, by the people, and like for them to show the inner workings of, you know, saying the FBI and the CIA and working with informants and how they infiltrate and everything else. I thought that that was fucking mm. brilliant, bro. It was fucking amazing. So for me, um, yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah is number two. Well, then, I will continue this conversation because this was my number one movie <laughs> on my list, <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah, which you, you already know, man, like how how strongly and how passionate I am about Fred Hampton. Um, I've, I've been waiting on this movie for a long time, dude. I remember me and Uncle Washington, uh, rest in peace to him, we did movies on episode four. I'll never forget it. And this was 2017, people. Yep. It was 2022. Yep. And it's I archived. said back then. It's archived. I said, yo, what I want to see the most is a Fred Hampton fan. Now, even though this movie wasn't necessarily, like you said, a Fred Hampton or Chairman Fred film. It was more about Bill O'Neill. Mm -hmm. But the things, I think that Fred Chairman Fred Hampton's story needed to be out there for the simple fact of the perception that people have of the Black Panthers and what they did. Right. And the things that 
Fred Hampton put into place that the government used today. They they mm-hmm. use all these resources to take this man down, and then all the things that he created they use in the school system at that, in the school systems, and they use it in the government. Like whether you use it or not, snit. Whether you use it or not, wig. Whether you use it or not, breakfast in the morning for kids at school. That yeah. shit didn't exist back then. Yeah, all of this shit, Fred. It was Fred's idea to she do this lunch shit. programs for kids. Yeah, so it's like, and just the the just the, the wherewithal of of just what what was so great about Fred was the approach that he took through any means necessary. As far as I'm gonna walk into a a, a redneck meeting, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and tell these people, yo, we got shit in common. Mm-hmm. Like we're really fighting for the same thing, but we letting our biases of things, you know what I'm saying, by the color of our skin, even though we have the same, we got the same end game, but we're letting the government divide us into where if we came together, we can make shit happen. Mm-hmm. For him to be able to do that, for him to go talk to the, the vice lords, you know what I'm saying, the, uh, the Puerto Rican gang and all that type shit. Yeah. And I get what you're saying. I, I, I don't think that they was really, even some people may take it this way. Right. I think the whole Bill O'Neill thing was more of look at the psychological shit that he went through when they ended up making him having to choose sides. Right. How emotional he got. Now we don't know how emotional he really got, but um for him to drink the red Kool-Aid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Too I, I think that even though when they showed the real footage of the interview that he did, I think that he was putting on the front for the cameras. Of course. I think I think that he was I think that his life after doing this to Fred, even though he did it after Fred, he did the, did it to some other people, but those people wasn't up to the level of what Fred was. Right. I think that shit affected him to the point of when he finished that interview, right after that, this dude stepped into on, ongoing traffic. Well, that's himself. that's how we know it affected him. Cause I mean, like, yo, like if you if you think about where he was at and then where he ended up getting to. And then where he ended up getting to imagine all of the things that were accomplished then. Right. And then you finally see that. And then you, you also benefit from that at the end of the day. So then you realize this whole time, like, damn, bro, I, I really could have been on the right side of history. I really could have been, you know what I'm saying? Like not, and not even like in a hero standpoint, but like, I really could have did something to really put my people in a different position. And instead, like, I really did the total opposite. I was literally on the opposite side. You know what I'm saying? I was, I, I mean, at the end of the day, he was on the wrong side of history. And um, so to, to know that that's what he did, like that had to eat at your conscience. Like it had to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you were, you were, you were, I, I, you can't say solely responsible, but you played a key factor in, this man getting his life taken and it wasn't just him. Cause it was other people there that got their life taken mm-hmm. as well. But just the fact that this happened. And then not only that, like the nigga was in bed and, and the way that they did it in the movie, I'm glad that they did it in the movie like that because in real life, that's not how it happened. But 
in the movie, I'm glad that, you know what I'm saying, they took her out and everything else. But in the movie, like, yo, she was in the bed when they came in and, and did that to him. And she could have, you know what I'm saying, she could have lost her life. That baby, you know what I'm saying, uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr., he could have not been here. So, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, I, that 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 mental is, is different, man. That mental is different. Yeah, and to uh, you know, you could go and all the stuff is researchable. Uh, ninety nine mm-hmm. shots into the room, and one came out. And it was and, the, and that one that came out was a misfire from you yep. know the dude getting hit, and a lot of people didn't know that you know the Hampton family sued uh, Chicago PD and the government and won. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying yeah. they um they got a settlement for uh for Fred. So man, I I was. You know, when I first seen it, my very first out of all of these movies, this is the one I watched the most. I think mm-hmm. I probably watched Judas and the Black Messiah three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to me, I mean, obviously, I feel it's, it's the best movie to come out this year. But Thanks. you know, I got a personal well, thing to go along with it because I've been like, I mean, look, you you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You listen to the Stone Time podcast. I've been talking yeah, about this friends. Man. This man, you know, since I started yeah. podcasting. This how this how the way you feel about Fred Hampton is the same way I feel about Malcolm X. Yep. Yeah. So, so I ain't mad at it, man. So, so oh man. Oh, real quick, man. Shout out to uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Man, the good yes, brother. He yes. he's still out here doing good work. Definitely. Um, you know what I'm saying? Once a political prisoner, now free, back out here doing the work for the people. So, um, man. You know what I'm saying? No drum roll needed. My number one, you mentioned this earlier. You didn't really get into it, but you did kind of. Um, Malcolm and Marie, bro. Listen. <laughs> John David Washington and Zendaya, bro, they deserve Oscars for this movie. I mean, Oscars, multiple. For them two to put on the show that they put on, and I'm talking about just them, there's nobody yeah. else in this movie, yeah. But these two, for them to go from through all the range of emotions, the yelling and arguing, the love, the hate, like, bro, this was a fucking clinic. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Like, if you want to know how to act, watch Malcolm and Marie. That's all I gotta tell you. Monologues. I'm not talking about lines going back and forth. I'm talking about monologues being given. I'm talking about. The 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 whole non uh, uh non vocal acting. I'm talking about facial uh, 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 uh facial expressions. I'm talking about body language. I'm talking about body movement. I'm talking about the fact that where she just that one of the coldest scenes is where she just sitting outside just smoking a cigarette. Like that to me, that's acting. Like you can you can see the angst and disgust just. Throughout her whole being, like she just pissed. She just like, I can't believe this shit is happening. I really can't believe this shit happening. And then like just him just going through the the mo- like you felt him when he was just like arguing with her, and like he felt like he had made some progress, and then something else happened, and he just like, man, God, like you yep. felt that, like <laughs> you felt it as a man, you felt it. it was just like to me, this was just it was it was such a great movie. And it was like you it, it, it had so many of the ups and downs just in, in such a short span of time. Like we've all been in these situations to where it's it's 
it hasn't been like that, but it's been a, a small modicum of that. And I just think that they put on the fucking show. So Malcolm love, and Marie is, is my number one. I love what that I didn't mention is just how they did it with no color. Yes. I think I think that I think and they that brought added something to different it. to it. Yeah. They added to it. They added to it. And then just to think just something just as small as like making fucking mac and cheese, yo. Like like really? You know what I mean? And 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 what they also did was, you know, it, it shows you how emotionally attached you can get to, you know what I'm saying, the opposite sex, man. Like mm-hmm. when you when you in love with somebody and just the things that you that you would say to each other just to just to go below the belt, you know what I'm saying? Just just to get back, you know, and well, just, I, I just, yeah, exactly. I say just the just the things you would do just to or the things you would accept from that, just to be like, man, whatever, just let's get over this, let's get through it. Like, yeah. Yeah. So uh small small recap for y'all, man. For me, I got uh the Tomorrow War at 10, the Mini Saints of Newark at nine, uh Red Notice at eight, the Heart of They Fall at seven, Halloween Kills at six, Without Remorse at five, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It at four, Fear Street, 1666, 1978, 1994 at three, Candyman at two, Judas and the Black Messiah at one. All right, I got Army of the Dead at 10, I Care a Lot at nine, Mortal Kombat at eight, Candyman at seven, The Tomorrow War at six, The Harder They Fall at five, Gunpowder Milkshake at four, The Woman in the Window at three, Judas and the Black Messiah at two, and my number one is Malcolm Emery. And And I also think that and and I think that for people that really really follow this podcast, hopefully we got some new listeners yeah. um, when it comes to this podcast because now you can see how wide of a range that we are. Like yeah, we these everywhere. films, we they, we're all over the place. Like we everywhere. Like just because we do sleepers in Seattle. Yeah, like like I do sleepers in Seattle. Oh, for sure. You know That's classic. I I spend a couple hours watching Reese Witherspoon do like that. <laughs> if all y'all that don't know what I'm talking about, bro, you gotta go to uh, you gotta go to, to to Spotify and watch me do that. Hey, listen, like we we are literally like really all over the place. Like I and, and listen, I haven't even gotten into my my bag that I used to be afraid to even tell people about. Like I got a bag that I used to be afraid to tell people, but it's like now, I don't give a fuck. Like how to lose a guy in ten days? That's my joint. Is that the one with um? But, uh, nah, Matthew McConaughey and um. And Meg Ryan. No, no, uh, no, uh, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Yo, Kate yeah. Hudson is fine. Man, hey, listen, That's don't my, even get me started. That's my bro. white woman crush, bro. Hey, but she been mine forever. Like, shout out dude. to Goldie Hawn daughter. I'm telling you, and Kurt Russell, even though they ain't her biological dad. I don't, dad, I don't but, talk about him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who. I don't care who her father really is. I'm just shout out to shout out to Goldie Hondart. Yo, listen. I'm telling you, man. I got I got a bag. Yo, no. Uh, you're thinking about uh ten things I hate about you. Ten things I hate about you. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. That's my shit. Look at fuck what nobody say. That hey, is, man, you hey. you'd be you'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised at the movies I've seen because of the hey. people I've been around. Yo, my cousin, bro. because my cousin was a cheerleader, I had to watch Bring It On multiple Dude, times. I ain't gonna lie. Bring it on. 
Hey. Elijah Bisky. <laughs> Elijah Bisky, bro. Hey. She's all right. <laughs> She's all right. Not going to lie. That's my boy. Her, her hey. and Gabrielle Union. Right. Hey. Elijah Bisky was all right. Hey, I'm telling you, bud. Kristen Dunst had nothing on her. And she, nah, and I ain't she, even care about Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Hey, listen. It, it was this one movie, man. Had uh, Adrian Brody in it. Um, and uh, Chris, Kristen Stewart. Uh, damn. And Meg Ryan was in it. Meg Ryan ended up getting sick, man. She ended up having cancer. I can't mm-hmm. remember what the movie was called, but it was just like, yo, I can't tell nobody I like this shit. Like, like, nah, <laughs> listen, you be you be surprised at how many people be watching that with you, bro. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you who else is I right, though. That niggas ain't really paying attention to. Jessica Alba. Who ain't paying attention? A lot of niggas. You know when I got hip to her? When? Remember that TV show she used to do? Uh, um. It wasn't called the CW then. It was called um with uh with Gabriel Union when she was a cop. Some she was like a, a agent or something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, what was I the, can't remember the name of it. It wasn't the CW about. yet. It was something else before the CW. WB. Oh, it was just WB. Like WB that word. She used to be on the WB. It was um I'm about to say Dark Angel, but that ain't it. Is it? No, 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 no. It's not Dark Angel. You Dark sure? Angel, that that had that was the other that was the uh it wasn't Dark Angel. It wasn't oh, Dark no, Angel. Why are you thinking of I remember it now? Why I looked it up. It was Dark the, Angel. It was? Yes. Hey, I don't I slip, baby. I don't slip. It was Dark <laughs> Angel. I know I ain't tripping. It was Dark Angel. When I seen that, I was like, who is that because I knew like she had something else going on with her. She wasn't out of the way white. Hey man, I knew from honey. Nah, I see that was way before honey, bro. Go well, go back and, I, go back and go on YouTube and just or just Google Jessica Alba Dark Angel. She is a hype. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, so it was in the land of women. In the land of women. Yes. I had to check that out. That's my shit, but <laughs> Hey man, yo, it's like I'm just saying I'm all over the place, man. I can watch. Yeah, almost, me too, bro. I can watch almost anything. So, um, but it was fun recapping the year. Uh, this is the first time we done this. We didn't do this last yeah. year. Hell, last year we even forgot that it was a year. Yeah, we <laughs> we, did, we yeah. did the whole podcast, and then like the next podcast, we mentioned like, oh yeah, that last episode that was yeah. our year anniversary <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So uh, this was definitely fun, man. Um, you know, hopefully what this year brings. Because, like, I just feel like, man, from the success that we had from this previous year, but like you said, we we, we focused in more on this podcast last mm-hmm. year. Um, so with the, uh, with the numbers going up the way that they went up, hopefully we bring y'all more movies. I will say, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I ain't even going to front. I mean, you can, you know, say what you want to say, but I'm going to go ahead and be honest with the people. I don't know how many new new movies y'all are gonna get, man. Cause now we ain't got this HBO Max shit no more. Um, I did go to the movies because well, you know what fan. though, the the dope thing is like with us actually doing this. I think this is more so of an opportunity for us to go back and cause a lot of the times when we go back and do these shows, when we do these episodes, 
a lot of it is like movies that we just picking that we've seen personally that the yeah. other we have not even seen yet. So like I think that's the beauty of it all is because like we actually putting kind of really putting people on to our favorite movies too. On on top of like now if it's some if it's some shit like uh the Avengers Seven come out then you know what I'm saying like you gotta go see something. Like oh yeah that. yeah because I mean but, something like you know that I'm, I'm gonna go go see. Yeah, yeah like you know what I'm saying or or if it's like you know what I'm saying the new Jason pop up. We gonna you know say something like that, but you know what I'm saying for the most part, we we kind of get to gauge, you know what I'm saying where we want to be with the especially with movies that come out because there's a lot of movies that came out that we was just like ah right, we'll check it out and then you know what I'm saying we call each other like ah that's was trash like yeah the Matrix Resurrection <laughs> I was ready to bash that movie that's really the only reason we did it because I wanted to bash the movie. Like, yeah, there was no point in doing that movie for real, bro. That shit wasn't worth it. But yeah, it deserved the hate. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and like we said, we said this from the beginning. Like we was gonna have to do a movie that we just we really didn't fuck with like that. Yeah, and also I'm gonna tell y'all something because we we got ideas like like last year. I think it was last year. But anyway, we done uh, an episode where it was just. Freddy vs. J- Jason. It wasn't the mm-hmm. movie. We right. mentioned the movie, but we was more like battling. I, I took Jason. It was like took a versus, Freddy. Yeah. yeah, it was like a versus first of Freddy and Jason. So we do different shit. We also got, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know. We used to keep shit secret. Yeah. We're going to do, uh, at some point this year, and cause we talked about this a lot last year, mm-hmm. was the year of 1999, yo. Like the oh movie goodness. that came out in 1999. One of the greatest years in film ever, bro. Yeah, like we're going to give you our episode just talking about shit that just came out in 1999. Yeah, so because- it ain't just going to be reviews. It ain't just going to be, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. We got, a, like I said, we got a lot of stuff coming in, in 2022. You know what I'm saying? Once again, this is the first episode that we had back with, um, with video. So, you know what I'm saying? This is something new for you guys as well, especially if you're just now joining. Um, and, of course, it's going to be on Spotify, so you get to watch it. You don't have to worry about anything else. And, um, man, that's – well, for right now, that's that's all we got. But you're going to get a lot more just of us kind of, you know what I'm saying, going back and doing different topics. Like he said, stuff – we might do, you know what I'm saying, a, a year in, in movies. We might do um, – I don't know. We might just talk about what's coming up soon. Uh, we we are definitely bringing back the appreciation episodes to you know what I'm saying give flowers to the um, to some of the greats in Hollywood and um, and some that should be um, giving their flowers as well. And uh, and that's all I got for right now, bro. All right. Well, we got the coming soon, which I which I mentioned of um, already um, because it was in one of my movies. Uh, so we got. We got red notes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Coming soon. Coming soon. Y'all got it. I don't even know what that picture is. I just looked at that. I don't even know how I put that in there. Oh, man. That's amazing. That is. Uh, So (laughs) we got red notice, man. Ryan Reynolds, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Rock Johnson. I just think that we're gonna we're gonna have some good laughs. Um yeah. definitely good laughs. It's gonna be it's gonna oh, be don't great forget about Gail Godot. Yeah, Gail Godot, uh she is not just Wonder Woman. You know what I'm yep. saying? Uh and she just ain't the pretty girl from the Fast and Furious movies no more. She right. is she got a whole career out here, killing it. She's doing her thing, man. Yeah, she she definitely did in this one. 
Um, but at the end of the day, Ryan stole the show. So we'll we'll get more into that when we uh when we get into that. So uh, that's gonna be fun, man. And also, we're still gonna continue to do our segment on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What we're watching, man. I've been yeah. watching a lot of shit, but I've yeah. been watching a lot of shit. <laughs> So I, I don't even know. I got some. I got some things to talk about too. So we good. Good. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. And apparently, I won't be going to work this week because uh, the COVID. So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be able to watch a lot more stuff too. <laughs> I'm only saying that. I'm only. <laughs> hey man, just... I'm not laughing because you got COVID. Man. I am. I'm laughing because the way you said this shit. <laughs> because, <laughs> bro, like. Man, listen, you know I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart, bro. So, like, the fact that I even got this shit already is, like. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, they think. got me. I think, I think the government is in on me, bro. <laughs> I <lie> to you. <laughs> Nigga, how I catch this shit twice, bro? Hey, I was just listening to Ebro in the morning. Yeah. Yo, Rosenberg got it twice. Oh, this is man. the second time. He uh he see? just got it again. They yeah, doing they back on remote. See? And then he said Ebro got it. Ebro stuck in Mexico. Oh, <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, he stuck in Mexico because he got uh, a positive uh COVID test. So he got to spend all that money to stay there, bro. God damn. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Sheesh. Man, feel man, free, listen, man. y'all be y'all be safe out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause this shit ain't for everybody. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It is people that's actually out there dying from it. Y'all be safe. If y'all feel like y'all gotta go get the 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 uh the poke, go get the poke. You know what I'm saying? Do what y'all need to do. Uh if not, you know what I'm saying, make sure your body is healthy. Get to that gym too, you know what I'm saying? Work out, do some push up something, keep yourself in shape, keep yourself healthy, drink some water. Uh if you can get you some sea mouse, get some sea mouse. Cause that's hot on the streets right now. Just do whatever you can to take care of yourself. Get you some Flintstone gummies, whatever. Just take care of yourself, man. Multivitamin it up. So, um, is that it? We good? Yeah, just gotta do the social medias. Uh, okay. Y'all can uh, catch me at s dot foster eight. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter at twenty eight minutes or less pod. That's on IG and I got twenty eight minutes or less on Facebook. Um. Still rocking with the uh, Sopranos episode, so uh, y'all can go check that out. I got some stuff uh, lined up that I want to do with the 28 Minutes or Less, so I already know pretty much like what my next two to maybe three episodes are going to be, so be on the lookout for uh, the episodes that I'm dropping on 28 Minutes or Less, and uh, that's all I got. Cool, cool, man. Um, Listen, man. First and foremost, make sure you guys follow us on social media, um, on Instagram and Twitter at ViewAnonPod. Also, you can check us out on Facebook at VAPod. Watch group, you know what I'm saying? Whichever platform you use, you can always keep up with us there. Um, Once again, man, this is uh, the first video of 2022. It's on Spotify. uh, They'll probably be on Spotify from now on. if we get enough on there, we'll probably move them over to like YouTube or something like that. Also, um, follow me on Twitter at Schools Bronson. You can also follow me on Twitch that at twitch.tv slash Schools Bronson. If you got the Twitch app, just search Schools Bronson, hit that follow button. Um, every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, 
I do my thing. Um, I'm looking at doing some other stuff too, but for right now, those are the three days. I play all kind of different games. So, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? I got uh, pretty much whatever I play, it'll be on there. You can check me out, come watch me, come chat with me, talk to me. Um, and also, man, um, check me out on Twitter for the NFTs as well. Um, I buy, trade, sell, make my own. You know what I'm saying? So I got a special collection as well. I'm on OpenSea and I'm on Rarible. So hit me up if you want to know any information or just, you know what I'm saying, if you want to get you one. And uh, that's it. We good? Yep, we good. That's what's up, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching now. Happy New Year. I hope you guys have a blessed year. Looking forward to seeing you on Friday. And with that being said, United said in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.